1: G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. The Grand Final has just wrapped up our live reaction coming your way and the Penrith Panthers, they have done it back-to-back. premiers, three Grand Finals in a row, the first team to go back-to-back since the Roosters of 2018 and 2019. The last time it was done before that was of course 1992 and 1993 by the Brisbane Broncos and of course before that, the Parramatta Eels of the early 80s. You also had the Canberra Raiders, sorry, uh, in the late 80s as well. But an incredible effort by the Penrith Panthers. Unbelievable stuff. Uh, two premierships in a row. What an achievement for this club. A club built on... On local juniors An incredible effort And I'll say off the top I'll tell you what I feel sorry for Parramatta Because I personally Don't think there's any team In this competition That would have competed With the Penrith Panthers Tonight I thought Parramatta did a Tremendous fucking job I just think Penrith Were too good I feel like Over the last couple of seasons There hasn't been that many games Where I've looked at the Panthers And gone You know what You just put in A perfect performance For probably the first 60 odd minutes I would say The Panthers were just about Perfect in that game An incredible effort Obviously in these seasons, it's so important to peak at the right time. And I feel like the Penrith Panthers, they've absolutely nailed that this year. You obviously had the injuries to Jerome Loy, the suspension to Nathan Cleary. Kind of gave them a little bit of a refresher heading into the final, similar to what they had last year. And i tell you what, I reckon it's been a fantastic um, little thing to happen for the Penrith Panthers. Both those halves came into this final series fresh. They were both tremendous. Uh, I thought that Dylan Edwards, obviously the Clive Churchill medalist, he etches his name into rugby league history forever um, you know joins the four Penrith Panthers that have won Clives including his good mate Nathan Cleary the great Luke Prittis and the all-time champion of the Penrith Panthers Royce Simmons uh, four great names there of this club and Dylan Edwards what a moment for him to, uh, for a guy that, you know, I'm not sure how much rep football he's going to play throughout his career. I really fucking hope he gets picked in this kangaroo squad. I didn't have him in my kangaroo squad last week, yesterday, to be honest with you. Uh, but fuck, I think off the back of that, I think you simply have to pick him. I know that he's not as versatile as other guys, but you just, you've got to reward a good form like that. You've got to reward consistent form like that. And if the best team in the competition wants him as their fullback and they don't even consider other fullbacks, fuck, give him a Kangaroo jersey. He deserves it. Dylan Edwards. I, I think the Mr. Underrated tag has been officially shook now. I really do. To win a Clive Churchill medal, what a fucking achievement by this guy. He's not the most skillful. He's not the fastest but I'll tell you what, he's the toughest by a country fucking mile and he was the most mentally strong as well. I absolutely love everything about Dylan Edwards' game. That tackle that he made on Bailey Simonson, which by the way, a cracking play by Reed Marnie. It's the first grubber we've seen out of their own end since probably Glenn Stewart in the 2011 Grand Final. I thought that was a huge play by Reed, and we do wish Bailey all the very best he obviously got injured on that play but good god what about that tackle from dylan edwards that was scotty satler all over i saw someone posted on social media not sure if it was kempie or roasty or whoever it was whoever posted it my god just so similar and you could just see it coming the night that dylan edwards has was sensational what about brian toto now, I haven't even had, a, as I said, the grand final literally just finished. So I haven't had a good chance to have a look through the stats at the end of the game. But at halftime, Brian To'o he had 177 run meters. I'm not sure what he ended up with. I would assume uh, he probably went above 300 in that game. Just getting it up now. He was fucking everywhere. 299 meters for Brian Toto. That is incredible for a winger in a grand final. Oh, wow, what a knock. Three line breaks, 299 metres. I really did think he was a really good chance to get the Clive Churchill medal tonight. I think that it went to the right player. I think Dylan Edwards 100% deserved it. He went for 280 metres off 27 runs. One line break, three line breaks, two try assists, eight tackle breaks, uh, two offloads. He was everywhere, Dylan Edwards, and he deserved it. But when you look at the night of Brian T- oh, two tries... 299 run meters off 24 runs. 110 post... No, sorry. 97 post contact. Three line breaks. What an effort. Nine tackle breaks. Wow. I, I sort of I posted on Instagram before for you guys to see, but I really do think this guy is changing um, the wingers' game forever. And if you're a winger coming through, I mean, one, Brian To'o, he's going to make you a lot more money over the next few years, but you're also going to have to work a lot fucking harder coming out of your own end because he has changed the way that we look at wingers. You know, we used to look at wingers, and the first thing we look at is the tries. Now it's the meters, and in particular, the post-contact meters because that is what is so important when coming out of your own end. And Brian To'o, he just takes it to a new level, which is... He is just incredible. I mean, you look at the other winger, Charlie Staines, 127 metres off, off 12 runs. Yeah, He's gone for more than 10 metres a run, which is sensational. You love to see that. It is great. But, I mean, you now look at that and go, you know what? That's pretty stock standard, whereas that used to be a big game for a winger. You now look at what Brian Toto was doing and regularly going 200-plus fucking unbelievable. So impressive. You look at all of their back five. Dylan Edwards, 281 run metres. Charlie Staines, 127. Isaac Tungo, 109. Stephen Crichton, 106. Brian Toto, 299. Jerome Law ran for 76. And Nathan Cleary, he went for 112 himself. So incredible stuff. James Fisher-Harris, how on earth he didn't get M Front Row of the Year the other night, or at least in the team. I can understand Joey Tapanay getting Front Row of the Year, sorry, but how Payne Haas got into that team before Fisher-Harris Harris that fucking blew me away. 200 run metres off, 20 runs for James Fisher-Harris, and they were all brutal. 71 post-contact metres. He was everywhere. 32 tackles for James Fisher-Harris. He was incredible. I thought Liam Martin had a blinder as well. He made 46 tackles, Liam Martin, uh, and he also ran for 155 metres. Made a couple of not complete line breaks, I don't think, but a couple of really good runs that set up this team. Uh, I thought Viliami Kikau was sensational as well. Only made 15 tackles, but it was his impact with the ball. I felt like he was everywhere. One offload. Uh, How many tackle breaks did he have? Just going to have a look at Viliami Kickow. Four. I thought he had more than that in the game live. I thought his impact was really good though. Kicks, he was sensational. Um, What a performance by this team. And just a couple of unsung heroes I want to shout out. Obviously Spencer Lenu, his first run was fucking incredible. Jamin Salmon, he came on and jumped in at centre and came up with a, a really big ankle tap on Clint Gutherson. He then threw a loose offload and Jamin Salmon was there to win the ball. So Little moments that really do count. Scotty Sorensen, 92 meters when he came on the field, scored a try as well. Mitch Kenny, he is just a goer, Mitch Kenny. 71 run meters, and I'm sure he would have got through a fair whack of tackles. 17 tackles there for Mitch Kenny. A pretty good knock there. Um, wow. And Isaiah, just as per usual, 36 tackles, 180 run meters. It just, he just does it every week, Isaiah. What a tremendous effort by this Penrith Panthers side. Uh, we spoke about on Instagram you might have seen it uh, and it's something we've been talking about with the Pender fans for the last few weeks, it's their points it's their sets after points so when they put points on the board, what do they do with their next set and we sort of stopped doing it at the back end of the game just because they were blowing them out so much but you have a look through that game and just what they were doing after each set was fucking incredible so I'll take you through, after the first try they returned it to the 60 metre line and kicked it there, yes yeah? so they returned it 60 metres up to the opposition 40, the next set after after that, they went 100 metres and they played the ball about 5 metres out. Appy forced a out there, which then Clint Gutherson kicked out on the full. They got two points from that. So their first two sets after points, they went for 60 metres and then 100 metres into a forced dropout into a two-point into a two point penalty goal. They then got the ball off the kickoff again. They went 62 metres before they kicked the ball. The next try after the Scotty Sorensen one, they went 48 metres. So they fell Two metres short of halfway, which normally if you get to halfway, that's a tremendous effort. That was their worst set-after points. They got to 48 metres. The next one after that, 55 metres. And the one after that was once again 55 metres. So only once did they go under 50 metres for a set-after point. So that's when the opposition, they've just conceded, they want to have their defence to its absolute best to stop the momentum. And the Penrith Panthers, it just felt like at different points throughout that game, they were running downhill. They were so, so impressive. Uh, And I mean... It now sort of throws this team into where do they sit as far as the history of great teams. And I hear people get really upset when you compare them to, you know, the Raiders of the 90s, the Broncos of the 90s, the Parramattas of the 80s, the Melbourne Storms, the Sydney Roosters, these sort of sites. People get very upset whenever you compare past heroes to these current teams. And, you know, for me to go three grand finals in a row, win two in a row, lose one, and, you know, realistically, across those three grand finals, they had one really bad half, yeah, and that was the first half against the Melbourne Storm, and they just weren't aiming able to wrangle her back in and that was their first grand final appearance look at the Parramatta Hills tonight, they'll be so much better for that grand final loss and what they learnt from it, um, yeah I just I really do think this team is something special, I'm, I'm not willing to call it a dynasty yet, I think they probably need to have another premiership under their belt I don't think two is a dynasty for me, the argument that going to three grand finals with two premierships okay I can understand that, there's people that are also arguing that because they won all the junior grades as well, you can call it a dynasty for me, I don't quite put it into that category. I think that they in the need to win next year or the year after. If they can go to, you know, if, if we can finish a five-year span with three premierships and four grand finals, I would be happy to call that the Penrith Panthers dynasty. But I do think they need to get one more trophy next to their name in order for me to call it a dynasty. But it is getting very fucking close. I think it's the closest we've seen in a very long time. You obviously had the Melbourne Storm team in the late 2000s, went to a heap of grand finals in a row, but the salary crap drama sort of took away from that. You look at the Roosters, they went to the 2000, the 02, the 03, the 04 Grand Finals, so four Grand Finals in five years. They only won one of them though, so you couldn't really call that a dynasty. Uh, From the three Grand Finals they went to in a row, 02, 03, 04, they only won one of them. Uh, The Penrith Panthers, they've now gone to uh, three in a row and they've won two of them, and that streak is still going as well. The Roosters won the first year and lost two on the trot, so... This team, they really are pushing themselves into an unbelievable category. For me, I would call the Parramatta Eels of the 80s a dynasty. Uh, 81, 82, 83, I would call them a dynasty. They also lost, I think it was the 84 grand final from memory. Uh, I would call that side a dynasty, but I don't think I could quite call this Panthers side now, but they are well and truly on their way. Credit to uh, Ivan Cleary as well, what he's achieved this year. He has just been tremendous over the last few years as well. You've got to remember, he spent a lot of this year in hospital. He lost his heart. At different points, he farewelled the whole team to state of origin at one point. Uh, it hasn't been easy for Ivan Cleary and what he's achieved this year. Came up against the Parramatta Eels as well. The Probably the last team that he wanted to play in a grand final. They've already beaten them twice this year. Pretty much their only losses this season when they were full strength. And for me, I think it probably is. Um, and I, this is without going through the history books and looking at all the numbers. Just off the dome, I don't remember a premiership defense that was better than this one. I don't think the 19 Roosters was as dominant as this Panthers side and what they've done. I also don't think the 92, 93 Broncos, I, I, just off the top of my head, I don't think the 93 Broncos were as dominant as this one, but that was when I was pretty young, so I'm more than happy to have that argument with people and have a bit of a deeper look, look into it, but I do think this Panthers side, they are on a mission for something very, very special, but next year will be their greatest test. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. Two players are going to lose Apicura out and they're going to lose Viliami Kikau massive massive losses Sonny Luke he absolutely carved up the reserve grade today so he will come into this side he'll be a tremendous addition I think he'll be the 14 I think Mitch Kenny will start in the 9 that's how I'd go about it anyway Um, Viliami Kikau leaves Luke Garner comes in Um, I'm shooting a blank on his name but the kid from Brisbane he'll come down as well neither of them have the skill set of Viliami Kikau though so a lot of things are going to have to change for this Penrith Panthers side next year and as I said a few weeks ago it will be by far away the biggest test of Ivan Cleary's career. If he wants to go three on the trot, this is going to have to be his best year of coaching, 2023. But we'll look forward to that over the next couple of months. Let's enjoy what the Panthers have done here. Back-to-back premieres. As I said at the start, shout out to the Penrith, uh, to the Parramatta Eels. I really didn't think they played that poorly. I just thought the Penrith Panthers were too fucking good. I know a lot of people will say this is the Parramatta Eels showing up and shitting the bed. I really don't think it was, to be honest with you. I think that's a little bit unfair on the Eels, who just came up against a red-hot side. I don't think there's any other team in this competition that would have beaten the Penrith Panthers tonight. And personally... I thought for Parramatta to go into halftime down 18 0. I fucking thought that was a win, honestly. The Penrith Panthers were that good and they were that damaging. It was like they were running downhill. They were incredible throughout that game. So I feel sorry for the Parramatta eels. Shout out to some guys there. I thought that Clint Gutherson was everywhere. He was incredible. I'm so glad he scored that try at the end. I know it won't mean much to Gutho. Uh, obviously he was devastated that he lost, but I just thought he performed so well in this game. I think Gutho has sort of turned that corner that I was a bit worried if he was ever going to turn, to be honest with you, between being a good player and a great player that you can rely on come finals times. That's two games in a row where I think he's been the Parramatta Eels' best player uh, in a finals game. So last week I thought he was the best on ground by a country fucking mile. And then tonight I thought he was their best as well. I thought Mitch Moses had a pretty strong game, came up with some pretty big plays, some big defensive efforts as well. They definitely went at him and targeted him. I thought he came up with some very big plays. It's Parramatta Eels' side, they're losing their hooker as well. Reid, Marnie, Isaiah, Papali, a couple of big-loss there. Um, It is probably just worth mentioning as well that if you've been listening to this podcast uh, for a while, you will know.
0: I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. that there's a player
1: at the Penr- Penrith Panthers reserve grade who I've been talking about for quite some time that I'm very, very high on. His name is Jermaine Hopgood. Uh, a little bit of good news for the Parramatta Eels. They signed him a couple of months ago. I've been saying for the last few months that I think he will, he's the smoky to be the signing of the year. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the sort of Isaiah Papali'i of 2023 to be a sort of forward that people don't recognise, that people don't know for him to turn into a genuine star of our game. should be noted that the Panthers, they also won the reserve grade this afternoon, beating the North Devils. I haven't been able to sit back and watch the game, but some highlights, and some stats I had a look at. The man of the match in that game was, of course, our boy Jermaine Hopgood going to the Parramatta Eels. So a pretty sad night for you guys, but you are getting a really, really quality player there. A guy that will definitely make a difference to that side and help to fill the hole left by Isaiah Papali'i, who I believe has officially announced tonight that he will be going to the West Tigers next year. So congratulations to the Parramatta Eels and the Parramatta Eels fans on what you've achieved this year. You proved many people wrong, myself included. I didn't think you'd be able to get there and I wouldn't be taking, I know it's easy for me to say, but I wouldn't be taking this one too hard uh, as I just thought the Penrith Panthers played close to the perfect game for 60 minutes and when that team plays their best uh, they're just about impossible to stop. So, unlucky to all you Parramatta fans, but congratulations on a fantastic season. You can definitely hold your head high and be proud of your team and your players this year. But the Penrith Panthers, what an achievement. I thought Mosley Ota early in the game, he was sensational. He was whack and blow left, right, and center. He was everywhere, Leota. Uh, It's probably the best game I've seen him play, to be honest with you. And I heard him talk after the game saying that they knew Regan campbell gillard and Junior Bolo would come at them. And, geez, didn't he match them? He just went to another level tonight. Great to see Spentoliniu came on. He was fantastic. Fisher Harris, as always, he was brilliant. We said in the pregame today that we thought that the only way the Paramount Eagles could win was if their forwards won the middle. They definitely didn't win it tonight. The Panthers, they were simply too strong through the middle there we spoke about Parramatta needing to throw offloads and create things and make them upset they literally just didn't have any opportunities to do it I've heard a few people sort of make comments about Dill Brown's decision to kick early for Mitch Moses on second tackle uh, and I understand your frustration and it's easy in hindsight to say that but for me this is what you got to do to beat this Penrose side you've got to chuck a few at the stumps you've got to take a few risks and hope that they work out for you I mean at the end of the day all they did was turn the ball over five metres out from the opposition trial line or something like that so people saying that was a turning point. Maybe it was, but fuck, I would much rather see the Parramatta Eels have a go and try and take some risks and try and win that game instead of just trying to grind it out with the Panthers and play into their hands. They took a couple of punts early. They didn't pay off, but that's the way that grand finals go sometime when you're playing one of the all-time great teams. You've got to take risks and you've got to try things. So credit to Brad Arthur and those boys. I thought they were they were very valiant tonight. And credit to Clint Gutherson as well. I thought he was great, and I thought his uh, end-of-game speech was fantastic as well. It's Penrith Panthers' side. Uh, Next year will be their greatest challenge. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. But what an achievement. What a moment for them to enjoy. And what a moment for the people of Penrith. Obviously, the last two grand finals have been COVID-affected. And it would have been devastating to see the Panthers not win a premiership at home when they can go and enjoy it with their fans after how dominant they've been. It's going to be a wild night at the Penrith Panthers' headquarters tonight. It is going to get loose and wild. The boys will enjoy themselves. They have fell well. A couple of champions from their team that will be sorely missed. A couple of coaching staff as well. Cameron Serraldo leaving as well. So that will be a big stinger as well. But congratulations to the Penrith Panthers. Back-to-back premiers the first to do it since the Roosters of 18 and 19. Congratulations to Dylan Edwards who just elevates himself to the next level. I don't know how many rep games he's going to play but forever. The 2022 Grand Final will belong to Dylan Edwards in a, in a on a field of 34 absolute stars in our game. He was by far and away the best on the field and he deserves that moment after a long time. The status of Nathan Cleary just keeps on growing as well. That's now two premierships. That's the same as Joey. That's the same as Thurston. That's the same as Freddie as well. So pretty wild how his career is going. He will turn 25 over the next few months, potentially still with a decade to go in his career. And at this Panthers side, it could really be a decade of dominance and something worth watching. Congratulations to the Panthers and all their fans. It has been a tremendous two years, and I really do feel honoured to be able to watch it. And if you are still doubting this side or this team's players, I'm sorry, I've been saying it for a few months, but you need to fucking deal with it. You need to get over it, and you need to start to enjoy what we are watching at the moment because this team, they truly are an all time special side.